Hi everyone, David Harris here with you for Criminal Injustice, a brand new case from the Supreme Court on the insanity defense. It's Kaler versus Kansas, and it was decided on Monday, March 23rd, 6-3 opinion, Justice Kagan siding with all five of the conservative justices. Here's what went on in this case. This is an insanity defense case, and uh, Kansas is among five states, I believe, that has for all intents and purposes abandoned and abolished the insanity defense. Now, the insanity defense probably gets much more play than it deserves. Very few cases uh, involve insanity pleas, despite what we may think or what television and the movies lead us to think. It's fairly uncommon. Uh, It's a very hard defense to mount. It succeeds even less often than it is put forward because juries are very, very skeptical of it. On the other hand, though, we know mental illness is a real thing. It is not something that is necessarily made up. But there's a great distrust of this idea because you can't see it. It's not like a broken leg or something. Uh, And there's a great feeling that people malinger, that they make this up and they're putting on and so forth. Well, here's what happened. In the state of Kansas, 20 years ago, uh, Kansas, along with a number of other states at the time, basically said that the mental state of a defendant cannot be brought into a criminal case except for the purposes of arguing that he did not have the mens rea to do the crime. Now, there's a lot packed into that little sentence there, so let me take it apart. Uh, In Anglo-American law, the basic law of the United States since the country's founding, we have always looked at criminal law as, for the most part, having two distinct spheres, the mens rea and the actus reus. The mens rea meaning the bad mind, the evil intent, Actus reus meaning the bad act. And for the most part, you need both. You got to have both the required mental states, such as being reckless, such as being uh, purposeful, such as being malicious, whatever the required mental state is in the statute, plus doing the action. And the state of Kansas, like any other, says that, that the state must prove the mental state, whether it's purposely killing, whether it's killing with premeditation, deliberation, whatever that mental state is, the state must prove that beyond a reasonable doubt. And the defendant can bring forth any evidence that the defendant has uh, that proves or seeks to prove that he does not have the mental state. The insanity defense adds something to this. It is a separate freestanding argument made by the defendant in which the defendant says, uh, I did not, it's not a question of me having the mental state for the crime. I am so mentally ill that I could not tell right from wrong. Or I am so mentally ill that I did not understand the nature of my actions. I was shooting at a human being, but I thought I was shooting at a pumpkin. Now, you and I might not be able to conceive of a mental illness like that because we've never felt it or have not been in the field, have not seen people with it. But clearly, it exists. And these kind of mental illness defenses, the insanity defense, has been around since the 19th century at least. Well, Kansas abolished that. 
Kansas said, look, you can put forth any evidence that says you don't have the mental state to uh, premeditate and deliberate, and we'll make a decision based on that. But you cannot put forth any defense that says, I was so mentally ill, I did not know right from wrong. And in the Kaler case, now circling all the way back, that's what the defendant wanted to do. And Kansas law did not allow him to do that. So he went all the way to the Supreme Court saying it was a violation of due process for Kansas to deprive me of the ability to put on an insanity defense. Sure, I can put on evidence that shows I didn't premeditate or deliberate. And sure, I can put on evidence about my mental state at sentencing after the decision on guilt. But no mental illness defense a la insanity, that's wrong and it violates due process. Well, in this instance, the United States Supreme Court on Monday, March 23rd, said, nope, we are not going to say that the Constitution's due process clause requires an insanity defense. Uh, no state must have it. They can have it, and most states do. But Kansas isn't violating the Constitution by failing to give the defendant that option in terms of a defense. It's not required by the Constitution's due process clause. States who want to have that defense, be our guest. But no state is required to have it. And this, I think, is a major, uh, it's a major victory on the conservative side. But more importantly, it's how those two concepts I talked about in this little bonus episode fit together. The idea of the mental state for the crime, the mens rea, mental state is all important for deciding moral culpability in criminal law. That's what criminal guilt takes. Moral culpability has been at the center of Anglo-American criminal law really since it came together uh, in the middle of the last millennium in England. If you're not morally culpable, you're not morally blameworthy, we can't punish you. It's like punishing a piece of furniture, an inanimate object, or an animal. Without moral culpability, society has no purchase on you to punish you. They might put you in a hospital. They might confine you because you're dangerous. But to punish you, you must be morally culpable. And the Supreme Court of the United States on March 23rd said, you know what? Not required. We are not going to say that the Constitution requires that in every case. That's it. That's your bonus episode on Kaler versus Kansas, the brand new insanity case from the Supreme Court. You can get all the news in the criminal justice sphere from us on criminal injustice. Just go to our website. That's www.criminalinjusticepodcast.com. You'll see all of our interviews with the most interesting people in the criminal justice world and you get all the news and features you can handle. Thanks very much for being with us. I'm David Harris, and I'll be back with you next time. Criminal Injustice is written by David Harris and produced by Josh Rollerson. Find show notes and past episodes at criminalinjusticepodcast.com.